Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, February the 5th. We always want to get together with our good friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda on Mondays. And today we're very fortunate to have him again. How are you, Bill? Welcome, as always. Well, thank you, Silvio. Uh, how am I? Well, it depends on what the latest polls show, uh, but re reasonably well. Um, we are not broadcasting from New York City. We broadcast from an area north of New York City, but we are looking at New York City, uh, a place now where you can beat up a police officer and be released on your own recognizance. Amazing. No, that's it, an it amazing is. story. In fact, why don't we go ahead and start there? Because New York City has been in the news uh, for two reasons. The, the police incident that you're talking about, and now they're going to issue debit cards uh, to some of these individuals. And the mayor says that they're going to save money by doing this. I, I don't know. Maybe he's right, but I don't think that could possibly be very popular in New York Cityville. Well, uh, it, it probably is not if New Yorkers were honest in the way they answer Pulse's questions. But New York is really the crown of liberalism in the, in the United States. It's the largest city in the country, of course, and is one of the most liberal, and it is falling apart. Now, that doesn't mean everything is falling apart. What is remarkable about New York is that in the last year, serious crime went down, which means the police are doing their jobs. And, and amazing that they even want to, given the set of circumstances. But the people who aren't doing the jobs, of course, are the people in political control of the city. Uh, I think the mayor is trying, but the city council is completely off to the left, absolutely off to the left. And they don't care about anything but their left-wing uh, vision of, yeah. of the world. Uh, and the city is, is, is not coming back the way people thought it would come back, because how can it come back when people are afraid to walk the streets? Right. Now, that we'll get to the police in a minute, the incident where the, the police officers were attacked. But on the debit cards, it may be that it makes sense from, from a financial standpoint. The mayor keeps saying that they're going to save money. But politically, the idea that you're handing somebody a debit card, particularly someone who just came into your country, um, I, I can tell you that as a, you know, as an immigrant at one time in my life, we would have never expected, you know, my parents would have never expected us to get a debit card. No. Uh, I mean, it's like the attitude was totally different. The attitude was, hey, thanks for the opportunity to live in the United States and we'll, we'll get to work, you know, thank you That's for everything. Right. And, and we're going to get to work to, uh, to get our lives started. I mean, that was the attitude my parents had. So when I see this, you know, when I see this, people being issued debit cards to buy food, you know, I mean, I just think that it's 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 ridiculous, even if the amounts apparently are going to save money. I don't know how. But the other question I have, Bill, and uh, before I get I, I, I give you a chance to answer, isn't New York City already lose? I mean, not losing money, but aren't they in the red already? So, I mean, where's this money going to come from that they're going to buy the issue these debit cards and they are renewing the debit cards every 28 days or refilling them every 28 days, as I as I understand, Bill. So where's this money going to come from, Bill? That's well, the well, question I have. It's coming from the city treasury. I was reading a few days ago how they have taken schools, uh, emptied them of students uh, to, because they wanted housing for uh, immigrants, and let's put it this way, illegal immigrants, 
and they are giving to these immigrants privileges that American citizens don't even have. Uh, free medical care, this free, that free, the other thing free, it is obviously based on an ideology which has taken hold of the Democratic Party, which is a Marxist ideology. I mean, the, the, the press will not even use that word. They, the press tells us it's protecting us. We, we're going to protect you from, from evil by being uh, the, the, the neutral observer. They won't even use the word Marxist. They're afraid because if you use the word Marxist, then the left yells McCarthyism, McCarthyism, and they they just they, they just stand by as weak as they are and watch this happen. But mm-hmm. yes, it, 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 the resentments, I think, are tremendous. I think especially among people in those classes that were making some progress in New York and now mm-hmm. are no longer making any progress. Right. I don't know if the very wealthy people, and boy, New York has some wealthy people, if they resent anything because they don't have to live in that society. Mm-hmm. They send their kids to the best private schools or even to other countries if necessary. Uh, they can buy anything they want. But to a, a family or even a single mother who's trying to bring up a child who has really no recourse to anything but public education and, and the public safety uh, organizations, they are really in trouble. And they and then they have to pay their taxes, which pays for these gifts for people who are here illegally. Right. Uh, it, it just seems to me that, that people, like many people who, who are getting like food, coupons you know because they qualify for this program or the other they they must be offended too because they're they have qualified for these programs because of whatever income level they're in and then they turn around they watch these people get debit cards and get put in schools uh, i don't know i just I, i'm amazed that that you don't have more opposition although i did watch a report uh and i saw Reverend Sharpton, our friend Reverend Sharpton. Yes. And I was very surprised because he used the word invasion, which yep. I, you know, I thought that was, you know, the, you didn't do that if you were a Democrat, that you didn't use the word invasion, but he did. He used it. Well, he He's, has, he, he has his a, a Democrat senator. And he said, you know, this invasion. And I was like, what? He said, what? Anyway, but he's apparently not happy either, Bill. Well, he is the leader of his own constituency, and that constituency, the African-American community, is being badly hurt by a lot of this. They're taking jobs that ordinarily would go to other minorities in America. Uh, They are getting privileges that nobody else has, and I suspect he's hearing it from his own people that we don't like this, especially, uh, well, in Chicago. I mean, the the African-American community leaders are very outspoken about what they think of this whole thing that they, they have to pay the taxes in a poor community for people who are here illegally. Right. And uh, the although the mayor took the position of the immigrants because the mayor is a good hard leftist. Mm-hmm. And in, where he comes from politically, the only thing that counts is the party line. So, right. you know, he, he'll risk his career, but the party line will be protected. It's a terrible situation because you can't imagine public officials so completely going against the public will as we're seeing right now with the immigrant situation. Right. It's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And, and of course, it's, it, the mistake has been compounded because if you bring people legally into the country, you give them a work visa, a work permit. So they come in, like my parents did, and millions of others have come in. They come in, they, they pass through whatever process they pass, 
And then at the end, they say, here, here's your, your work papers or whatever, your green card or whatever. So the minute you, you are through the process, you can work. But these people in New York or Chicago, they cannot work legally because they don't have a work permit because that's the way they came in. It didn't yeah. occur, you know, it didn't occur to anyone, Bill, and this is what is astonishing to me. It didn't occur to anyone in the Biden administration that if you bring in all of these people into, into the country in this program that they brought them in, that they were going to run into the reality that they didn't have work permits down the road. I mean, it didn't occur to anybody that that would be a problem, Bill. It's amazing. Well, it it, it didn't because the cities like New York, like Chicago, declared themselves as sanctuary cities and in effect said, welcome, come in, we will take care of you. And I guess the people in the federal government said, well, if they'll take care of them, let them take care of them. And then when the day actually came, for these migrants to use the sanctuary city invitation, it turned out they really didn't have the money for it. Right. And I just saw a report at lunchtime from Denver where Denver is basically saying we can't handle anymore. I mean, they will turn them away now. They said, you know, if the bus comes, they'll tell the driver to go back. Yes. Uh, which is, I thought that was racist at one time, but, but anyway, that's what Denver is doing. And in, in that report that I was watching, some of the counties around Denver are already saying we're not sanctuary counties. <laughs> right. We're not part of that deal. And uh, so it, the whole thing was so poorly planned. And and it's just like nobody thought of any of these very obvious things, Bill. It's like, you know, if I uh, if you in, invite a bunch of people out to lunch and then when you get the bill, you go, oh, if I invite you, that means I have to pay. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it's amazing to me. And that's the, that's what I find puzzling about all this. Nobody came up with, nobody had the, I don't know, the, the ability to think about any of this, Bill. Well, and, and especially when you then go above the level of the city to the state in New York State, the state legislature is even more left-wing than the New York City Council. So they're going along with all this. They don't see any problem with it. I mean, they, they, they believe they are forming a new paradise. And it will, be, it will consist of their constituents uh, and their constituents will go along, they feel. And they, to them, uh, the, 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 the real evil in New York City is done by the cops. That's, yes. that's, their, that's their mentality. And, speak, and I was going to say, speaking of the police officers, Bill, we all saw the video of these two guys, or I don't know how many of them were, but they were kicking the police officer. And I guess they got arrested. And the rest of the story is astonishing to everybody, Bill. Well, yes, they got arrested. Some of them were arrested for exactly what they did, which was assault on a police officer. Others were arrested for much more minor crimes. And they, they, they say, well, we really can't identify with precision the people who actually did this. Uh, I, I mean, if, aside from the fact that it was photographed from 28 different angles by people with, with uh, iPhone cameras, but we have to nail this down carefully before we start making charges. Well, they've had some time. Uh, they they uh, aren't nailing anything down. Now, the district attorney, who is Alvin Bragg, who is also the one who took on uh, former President Trump, I mean, he's strictly a political guy. Uh, he say, he's taking his orders. And uh, he is the one who is in charge of the prosecution. I don't know how this will eventually wind up. It may wind up where, where the right thing is done because they have to, uh, to avoid a complete political disaster. Or it may be that they tell the people of the state, 
uh, we're in charge now, and this is what we do. Right. And uh, now, you and you can complain all you want. Well, but I understand that the the at least one of the young men, the the one the infamous finger. Yes, that I understand that they've left town. That's what yes. we're hearing. Yes, they they believe they've left town and they believe they've gone to California, and another, another workers' paradise. Right. I I mean that this is incredible. Uh, I don't know how the people there. I think the people are in up up in arms, but the problem is, this is sort of what happens in a one party state. Yes, of course. Uh, that's what I think the real problem is because. Look, you know, Lee Zeldin put up a, a great challenge to the governor, but he still lost. That's right. It's virtually impossible for a Republican to be elected yeah. statewide. I think that it, it will be possible only if the state is in such obviously poor condition that people feel their lives depend on getting rid of the people in power. But that point hasn't been reached yet. Not in New York City. In, in, outside New York City, I think the people are still pretty rational. But within New York City, it's just it's just chaos. Uh, the, the worst of the college graduates, they, they go to these left-wing colleges in New York and they think that is the truth. And damage is being done. Yes, terrible damage. And, and I, I saw a report today. Somebody was saying, some local politician, probably a Republican uh, in, in New York, was saying that the governor should fire the district attorney. The governor has the ability has to the do authority. it, I think. Yes. But you know, all she said, the governor, that is, all she said was that she was going to consider deporting these people. Yes. I don't know if she has that power. She does have the power to fire a district attorney, but I don't know if she has the power to actually deport because the, the, the federal government always goes to court and says that is a federal matter. And right. I think it probably is. No, she's Mayor Hochul or, or, or Governor Hochul who nobody's ever heard of, by the way. Even now that she's governor, they still haven't heard of her. Right. Uh, they, she occasionally shows up on television. But she's in a, an impossible situation because she is the titular head of a party that is so far to the left that they'd be glad to throw her out. Right. That's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. They'll they'll impeach her. They'll figure some way of getting her out. And 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 it's just tragic to see this stuff. And I feel for the police officers. Absolutely. Oh, definitely for the police officers. They're not allowed to do their jobs. That's it. That's it. No, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Well, let's go to, uh, as long as we're talking about the border, how does it, I mean, the, for people like you who are watching what's happening down here in Texas on the border, yesterday there was a meeting on the border where the, the governor was visited by a bunch of other governors from other cities. Yes, sir. The governor or the other states, that is. The governor is standing very strong on, on holding, standing his ground how does it look from, let's say, outside of Texas? How does this look, Bill? Well, you know, it's very difficult to make a judgment on that because, where you know, it's the old story. Where you stand come to, come, is determined by where you sit. For the comfortable person uh, uh, voting liberal in New York, they probably look at this and say, shame, shame. We're a nation of immigrants. Why are they not being treated better? You know, not that they would have, ever have one living next to them, but uh, but for most people, I suspect that most people in the nation are cheering on the governor of Texas. Well, what's amazing is that Texas has pretty much closed the border. I mean, the number of people coming in is down to single numbers, like three or something, compared to a much larger number before. But now they're going around and they're going into Arizona, Bill. 
Oh yes, which is really interesting because Arizona that that's a much smaller state, uh, not not geographically, but I mean in terms Population. of revenues and resources, and there I think that that state is going to explode too because they don't have the resources to handle it. That's right. Well, you know, I think there's an assumption on the part of the federal people who impose this on us that these are states that are ethnic states and that eventually the population will side with the ethnicity of the people coming in. I'm not sure that's true. Well, especially if there are people coming in from Tequesquiapan or whatever, you know, all these uh, Asian countries or African countries. I don't think that there's a lot of people like that in Arizona to relate to. No. And and what is amazing is how little is made of that issue, that people are coming in from Vietnam, they're coming in from the Middle East. Uh, They must, I don't know where they get the money to fly across the ocean and then get into the United States, but uh, I have to believe that there is some very dirty money involved in this and that some of it may be coming from terrorist organizations. We could have have another 9-11 just based on the people coming into the country. Well, that's what scares everybody that, you know, you could have these people in the country who could pull off lots of things. Uh, and, and, you know, nobody knows who they are. We don't, you know, all we, all they have is a little piece of paper that says you have to show up to see this judge. Uh, I mean, it's just remarkable. I, I, I feel angry that, that our, 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 you know, asylum program, which is, I always thought was one of the most noble things that the United States yeah. did was to, you know, allow people to come in on an asylum basis. I always thought that was one of the most noble things that the United States had. Yes. And it's been reduced to to this uh, insanity. Uh, it, it makes me angry. Uh, uh, I mean, because I, look, we came here, and uh, even though it was a, not technically asylum like this, but, I mean, we were political refugees. Yes. And, and we, we, we had to go through, you know, my parents had to go through fingerprints and all that kind of stuff. And I remember all of that, uh, being with them when that was going on. And you feel like, you know, they're mocking the people who did it the right way, Bill. Well, that's exactly right. And they are mocking it, uh, the, the people who, who did it the right way. I mean, to, to the left wing, people who observe the law are suckers. They're, they're people who just don't understand what's being done to them. And they don't understand that most people believe in the rule of law because they know that in the end, that's what protects them. But but the the, the the look we've had in the last few weeks in in, in New York, people the, the the Palestinian crowd blocking uh, very important arteries in the city, arteries that carry ambulances and fire equipment, and just blocking them. Nothing is done. They they get a bench warrant maybe, and they don't even show up, and nobody cares. Right. And and yet you hear nobody speaking out because they're all afraid politically. It might hurt me politically. Yes. But but the the attitudes in, in the city are beginning to reflect the attitudes of national leftist organizations, which have worked very hard to take over this and other cities. Well, they've done a good job. I have to, you know, at yes. least uh, they, they have taken them over. Now, let me ask you to comment on this. I was watching Fox News Sunday on Sunday morning, that show that they have, and one of the reporters uh, referred to to Governor Abbott as the most influential politician in the country today because of, of how he has literally put this topic of immigration on the front page and how much visibility he's getting. Uh, he's getting 
from what I can tell, the the the, the public opinion polls favor what he's doing. Um, first of all, do you, do you think he is influential? And if he is influential, could he be uh, a candidate for president in the event that something were to happen to President Trump, Bill? Well, I haven't heard his name mentioned in New York. Uh, you know, it's there's still that that terrible bigotry uh, in New York toward people from, from who speak with Southern accents, and uh, you you don't hear him mentioned. Uh, he's not much of a factor here. It would take a while before people got to know him and got to get to realize that he's a national figure. I think it would be very hard for him. But you again, you never know. Uh, the, the political winds can shift very quickly, and there is really, despite uh, the presence of of, uh, of uh, Ambassador Haley, there is still not an obvious successor to Donald Trump. She, uh, she she may feel that she's the obvious successor, but she hasn't really won any. I mean, she hasn't won any primaries. Right. She always comes in second or third, and she's uh, from what I from what I hear, way behind in the South Carolina primary, but I did hear a conspiracy theory today, Bill, that the reason that I say conspiracy, I'm being funny or trying to be funny when I say that, uh, that the reason that the, the the Democrat vote was so low in South Carolina, I mean, it was ridiculously low, like 10% of the people voted in that primary is because a lot of Democrats are going to show up and vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, that's uh, that's probably true. They're being They're being advised to. Uh, and urged to, uh, but uh, who? What? What state? Let's see now. The the the, the South Carolina primary is actually February twenty fourth, but one of the states that voted last week. What was the state that voted last week? That did, <laughs> New Hampshire was. Was it? <laughs> How no, quickly no, what, we forget Iowa, New Hampshire. Then, then there was, was another Nevada? one. Nevada was it? I don't. I, you know, I've forgotten. I've forgotten them already. But the turnout was four percent. I think that was Nevada. Uh, I think uh, I could be wrong on that one, but four percent. Wow, that is remarkable. New Hampshire, I guess New Hampshire or Iowa, Iowa, one of those two. Then uh, I'll look it up. They're yeah. already they're already forgotten. They're, they're, <laughs> it's, it's amazing they're already forgotten. Well, four percent. Yeah, that that is. I didn't realize it was that low, but it wasn't any better than that in, in South Carolina because. I mean, I when I I saw the little flash coming on the internet that there was I had forgotten that, that they had a primary. I thought they were both on the same day, like they usually are. I mean, both parties, that is. Yeah. But when I kept seeing the numbers, they were saying like ninety percent of the vote in, and and President Biden has like twenty six thousand votes. And I said, where where is is this? I mean, what state is this? I mean, yes. are, are they having in a a primary in Guam? Or some well, little... primary elections are very distorted because they occur within a party, uh, or at least they're supposed to. Uh, from what I understand, some of the states allow people, as you pointed out, outside the party to vote in that party's primary, which makes the primary ridiculous, but is useful for some political purposes. Uh, and the and they're not really focused yet on the national election. I don't know if this year they're ever going to be completely focused on the national election. And the reason is that they, I think people are so discouraged by who the candidates are that they're, they're losing interest in the presidency. You, you know, it's usually you, you will see by this time people with buttons. You will see a headquarters. There will be some excitement over one of the candidates, even a candidate who may not uh, be in the lead. 
I, you, I, you, you see nothing of that. Nothing. Right. The, well, it, 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 you're right because we have a primary here on the fifth of March, or the first Tuesday of March. We have a primary here, and and no, it seems like nobody seems to care about it. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Repub on the Republican side, there's not much going on because you got Ted Cruz. He doesn't have opposition. And you have uh, there there are some, you know, some state races or local races where there may be some excitement. But but it's certainly not at the state level. I mean, it's it, nobody seems to care that much. But but anyway, I just feel that that, uh, you know, that the, the people who must be really angry with the, this lack of interest in in politics must be the media, because what are they going to talk about for the next four months, Bill? Well, it, it is remarkable, isn't it? Because CNN uh, goes crazy for every primary because that's their stock and trade, that and being anti-Trump. I mean, so if, if, if Trump is not in court on a given day and there's no primary in uh, Montana, uh, CNN doesn't know what to say. Now, now today they have King Charles, the King Charles story, and they'll they'll, they'll milk that uh, tremendously. But uh, it's true that the I would imagine being a political reporter today is extremely difficult. While it's technically a very interesting race, and the fact that we've never had candidates like this before, on the other hand, the level of contempt by the people, illustrated by the fact that every poll shows that the American people don't want either of these guys to run. Right. This is not, no. exa this is not exactly a, uh, a landslide Lyndon election. No, no, no. This is going to be interesting because you're right. Uh, neither one of these two guys has a lot of support. Uh, they, they, they both seem to have their support and that's it. I mean, there's not too, it's not like, like Trump seems to be at 45%. And Biden, I don't know what number he's in. I mean, a lot of Democrats don't even want him to run. But I've never seen anything like that before. But uh, I've never seen a, a race like this, too, where we could have from like the 1st of March to the 1st of July, nothing literally going on, Bill. Absolutely that, nothing, because and, and, none of the primaries mean anything. And what will the, conven what will the conventions be? What will the conventions be? I mean... The conventions now this is true this goes back to my childhood but conventions used to be so much fun i mean there was real competition uh nowadays everything is decided before the convention and the convention is a television show right. and, and what are, what are they going to what are they going to say about joe biden what are they going to say about joe look the republican convention may be more fun only because trump can be fun but i've never heard anybody say Bring on Kamala Harris. You know? Right. That, you don't hear that anywhere. No. Um, but, you know, between now, let's say the South Carolina to, let's say the 4th of July, let's say, the only suspense is going to be who the vice president is. Yes. As far as the Republicans. Uh, I don't think much else will be talked about on the Democrat side, because if they change anything, it'll be at the convention. It won't be before. But for the next four months, I'm just sitting there saying, what is the media going to talk about? Uh, there's not going to be a lot to talk about, Bill. Well, the, the, the war in the Middle East and the, the expansion of that war into other countries will probably be their main foreign subject, unless, of course, China makes a move. And that is not something we should be ignoring. Right. Uh, China is building its strength. But in terms of domestic politics, they'll find scandals. And, of course, remember, the, the, the one thing they do have 
is the um, the political equivalent of Perry Mason, which is the Donald Trump trials. I mean, it's. But you know, I read Andy McCarthy today wrote something. I don't know if he wrote it today, but I read it this morning. Uh, he wrote it in the last few days, I think, where he he doesn't think that these trials are going to start before election day. That's quite that's a big one that that everybody's talking about, January the sixth, the Washington D.C. trial, and the, he doesn't think that they're going to be starting before uh, election day. So we may not even have a resolution. I don't mean the two trials in New York. I'm sure he'll be convicted on those two. Yes. But but most people look at that and they laugh. But but I'm talking about, you know, the, the one out of Washington, D.C. or Georgia or the other one. He doesn't think that 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 they'll be able to get all their ducks in a row to uh, to start the trial before Election Day. That may be true. And so yeah. we may have uh, all of this happening after the election, which I'm sure uh, will be very comical. Bill, you mentioned the, the 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 war, and we did have a military response to what happened to these uh, these three soldiers. A lot of conversation about was it the right one, was it the wrong one, or is it too much or too little. Uh, I you know I, I'm always I always like to support the president when he's defending when he's using the military because out of respect to the to the guys flying those planes and you know, working in those warships, I think we need to be united uh, at a time like this. But I didn't think that they hit uh, our, the the targets hard enough. I like to see them get a little closer to Iran, Bill. I really do. Well, you know, we're, Iran is the one behind this. And what I find rather mysterious is the power Iran has in Washington. Uh, there's an Iranian lobby. We hear, don't hear a word about it. I think it is a, a lobby that has a great deal of influence among the Obama crowd, uh, which which seems to love Iran. They want to give Iran every break. It has been a complete failure, but they still want to give it every break. You wonder if money is changing hands. But Iran is a powerful country, uh, and the American press just has no interest in reporting a thing about the influence that Iran has in the United States. Yes, and you know they do. I mean, they got a lot of money during the Iran during the Obama administration, and and a lot more now. And that, and and so I mean, I would think that there'd be a curious reporter willing to look into that. But again, you know, they're they're all obsessed with Trump. I mean, that's the, that's the 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 real tragedy of of the news media these days. You would think that after so many of them are losing their jobs and so many of them are, you know, so many of these organizations are going down, you would think somebody would say, you know what, maybe if we change uh, the stories that we do, maybe if we had a different game plan, maybe we would save our, our jobs. But they're all obsessed with Trump. It's just remarkable to me, the exactly. obsession that they have with Trump. I mean, nothing else seems to matter to these people other than talking about Trump. I don't know what they're going to do when the guy finally, you know, if he loses and he goes away, I don't know what they're going to do, Bill. Well, uh, CNN will have to invent a new villain. You know, they're, 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 I think they're auditioning right now. And, uh, well, it'll be DeSantis then, I guess. The yeah, yeah. Will be, will be but, DeSantis. It's, but it's absolutely true. You know, he's a threat to democracy. Well, I, I wish that somebody would remind some of the people in the news media that Donald Trump has already been president. Right. And he actually has a record that they could occasionally refer to. And, I mean, this threat to democracy. I didn't see him as a threat to democracy. I didn't see anybody get arrested. No, <laughs> at, no but at they, these news organizations, Bill. That well, they believe if anybody criticizes them, the news organizations, that's the threat to democracy. Yes, 
but I don't, you know, you're right, but I don't remember, you know, any of these news organizations or any of these members of Congress get arrested uh, after they criticized. I mean, they they were pretty rough with Trump, and yet they got away with it. Nobody, nothing ever happened. Uh, nothing ever happened to them. But to get back to Iran, I would really like to see uh, something done to Iran because this is just going to continue. If if we just, you know, I, I guess we're hitting targets wherever they may be. But I like to see us maybe uh, sink an Iranian ship uh, just to send a message, Bill. Well, that idea is being kicked around, the feeling that since Iran is the master behind all these small uh, organizations in the Middle East, why don't we go and, and decapitate the master? But they then come back with all kinds of excuses, saying, well, we don't want to expand the war in the Middle East. And Iran, after all, has a strong military of its own. They will retaliate, and it will just enlarge the, the problem. And, you know, we're not really sure that they ordered these attacks. I mean, we don't have a, 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 a documented order. Uh, mm. What you get the feeling is it's the old guard of the Obama crowd defending its position. No matter what actually happens in the real world, they're going to defend right. their position. No, you're right. Position. But my feeling, Bill, is that if you send, uh, if you send soldiers into harm's way, uh, that the message ought to be clear that whoever touches these soldiers is going to pay a big price. That should that is my feeling. That should certainly be the the if not the law of the land, then the po policy of the land, and that the retaliation should be extremely high. I mean, not not pinpricks. Now these uh, attacks of the last week seem to have been fairly substantial, but they were again made on the the little guys around Iran, not on Iran itself. I think the next time anything big happens. Uh, uh, Biden will be forced to do something that right. involves Iran, if if only a financial measure. Right. No, I, I agree, but he has to because you know if he, if he's if he if he does all these attacks and then they come back with more, what that tells me is that they didn't take him seriously. Absolutely. And, well, that's and, that's the key here. Does he have the gravitas? Does he have the image of a man you don't want to cross? Well, that's it. I remember when they shot that contractor in, I think, Iraq or Afghanistan, and Trump took out this fellow Soleimani. Yes. And, and that sent a message in the region that, hey, you know, he's not going to take out the little monkeys. He's going to go after the big monkey. And well, that changed it. their attitudes real fast. And I think it also probably changed the attitude of the people within Iran, who I, I'm sure are against their government. The government Absolutely. is not a popular government. And I, you bet China saw that, too, and oh, yeah. said, you know, maybe invading uh, Taiwan is not a good idea right now. Well, and, that that is the that is as they used to say in politics, the big enchilada is China, right? Because they have the they do have the means to fight the United States. That's right, they do, they, and they're investing a lot in their in their military, and we're having a hard time recruiting soldiers. And they're probably they don't have any trouble recruiting soldiers. They they just draft them. So that's exactly uh, it, right. That, that's a that's a real situation. Well, Bill, as always, thank you so much for your time, and uh, look forward to our next. Uh, get together and uh who knows maybe maybe we'll be talking about migrants again do you think that'd be a good guess well i think that would be a very good guess i think we'll be talking about migrants and our operations in the middle east yes those are the two topics i think that don't seem to go away well have a great day and thank you for your time oh sylvia always happy to appear thank you so much uh, our good friend uh, bill katz the editor of urgent agenda always enjoy chatting with him and 
getting a sense of what's going on. And there's a lot going on today. We had a lot on our plates, what's happening in New York with the migrants, uh, what's happening with the police in New York. And then, of course, uh, the situation in the Middle East and on the border. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on this week. Have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.